to the championship leadership podcast today uh before we get into the episode uh to find more of these episodes just like this one today on the championship leadership podcast go to my website natebailey.org and uh you can also find out about more of the experiences that we have and, and the coaching programs that we got going on but today our guest jake lynn jake lynn awesome conversation today you can find out more about Jake Lynn at his, uh, on his Instagram, yeah, Jake Lynn Inspires. Um, just fun, man. It was just a great conversation. He, uh, former Christian rapper, worked in the coal mines, and now today uh, he's a family man. He's a telesales trainer, and he's got a top 50 podcast himself uh, called All Things Telesales. And just really connecting with him, uh, extreme man of, of faith, a great, incredible story, and we hit it off. So with that, let me introduce you to Jake Lynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Championship Leadership Podcast. We got Jake Lynn here today out of Calabasas, California. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. Looking forward absolutely. to being of service. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I like asking this question first, just to kick it off, kick the conversation off. Um, championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What comes to mind for you? Like, what does that mean to you when you hear championship leadership? Yeah, to me, I hear it's all about the mindset, having the mindset of a champion, um, ready to win because winners win and losers lose. And, uh, yeah. and the leadership, what comes to mind is how I lead my family, who I am behind the scenes, uh, first and foremost, before I can lead anybody. Uh, you know, it's all about how, how I lead my family, how the man that I am behind the scenes. Um, so, so leadership to me, you know, it, it's, it's more than just a title. It's a lifestyle. And so, um, you know, a lot of people, you don't even have to have the title as a leader to be a leader. You can be the janitor for all we care. Like just, just step up and, you know, be of service and have a, uh, the mindset of uh, a champion, you know, like winners win, losers lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. So you touch on something that I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit more. We, before we hit record, Jake yeah. Lynn uh, said that uh, 
back in, in another life, uh, another time, he was a Christian rapper and we were talking about Joey Yak, Joey Yak, uh, shout out to him. He, uh, he did my intro, which I, I get a lot of, uh, I got a lot of praise on that. And I always, uh, yeah. you know, pass, pass that word on to Joey Yak for, for his skills there. But, Absolutely. um, and then you were talking a little bit about, you just mentioned, you know, matching like the, the leader you are, like this, who you are, like, I, I suppose, like kind of outside of the family, like in the world, in the business world, sometimes we can become two different people or, uh, yeah. like as a coach that, uh, or a speaker, you hear it said, like, are you the same person on stage as you are off of it? Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of people that aren't. And then, you know, my question is like in the Christian music or rapping world, you would think that, uh, there would be a lot of people that would live or walk the talk. Uh, but I would imagine it could be easy for some to, to maybe not, or, you know, it's just like, we're all human. Uh, do, right. how much do you run into that where they, maybe they, they aren't the, uh, yeah. person on or off, like, yeah, we, experience here in, in that piece of your world. Yeah, we can definitely dive into that. I would say at the peak of my career in Christian rap uh, was 2011, where uh, I made the ballad of the best hip hop song in the in the country, the song called Crazy Praise. Really cool little hook that I awesome, come up man. with. And, you know, so I was like, all right, let me make a good crowd pleaser. So then you get caught up in like, how do you please the crowd versus how do I please the one creator? Like, God, like, how yeah. do I? And then we get so wrapped up in like pleasing people. And, mm -hmm. um, and so like that was the time in my life where I understood finally through the pain, like of not like, yeah, I was validated, but like I had to set this expectation on, on God and on myself, you know, like I could really do this full time. If, if, if I, if I were to get nominated, yeah, I made the ballot top 20 of the, but I didn't make the top four, you know? So somewhere in there, I was trying to identify, like, have my identity wrapped up in, you know, where I stood at for that song or whatever, you know. And so I didn't get my expectations. So I got disappointed. And so I really started struggling with, you know, my identity and like, am I, like everybody locally in Kentucky at the time we lived in Kentucky identified me as the Christian rapper. And I would travel all over the world, all over the United States doing that. Telling you in Minnesota, there's a Sunshine Festival that I got the rap on stage with you know, some of the biggest names of Christian music and, um, you know, like Lecrae, um, Toby Mack, all, yeah. all like big, big name yeah. Christian artists. And, you know, I started really just identifying myself where, man, your talent can take you to the top, but it's your character that keeps you there. Yeah. And so when you see like one hit wonders and stuff like that, then you have to realize like they're human too. The same creator that made them made us. Yeah. We had to have some level of compassion, but also some empathy to understand, like, uh, we've all been there in some case of our life. And, uh, you know, and they, these Christian artists, they're just yeah. humans too, you know? Yeah. Right. But they're held to a higher standard. Like they're put on this pedestal. Yeah. And it, and it, that, that was, I, I lost myself in that. Like, but sometimes you have to lose yourself to find yourself. And, uh, for you sure. know, I, I got this, uh, burning desire for sales and, a burning desire for entrepreneurship through it all, you know, like, and applying a lot of that, which I learned through that, through those trials, tribulations, really just through that journey. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking the other day, I was like, how nice would it have been if I just had somebody to tell me emotionally detach yourself from an outcome so you can enjoy the journey. Like David yeah. Meltzer sat down and told me a few months ago, I was like, you know, if I had a mentor like that years ago or a coach like that years ago, yeah. 
would I still be doing Christian rap? I don't know, but I, I really believe that everything does happen for a reason. And this moment leads to this moment that leads to the moment. And so right. here we are. Well, tell me like, yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit more about you and the path that you're on and uh, maybe like how, you, how, how or why you got out of the music business. And, and, uh, and then of course, absolutely what you're up to today and, and the path that you're on today. Yeah. Um, so, so the journey, uh, basically I, uh, I married my, my wife, uh, who I've been married to for 11 years now. And that's, so I just transitioned out of, out of like pursuing that, that dream of doing music. Cause you know, reality is I started, I got married and inherited a son who was five at the time. And so life got real. So I had to pay bills, you know, and I got a mortgage, bought my first house and yeah. You know, it's like life got really real and music at the time just wasn't paying the bills. So, you know, I kind of dibbled and dabbled with a little bit of music here and there. And, um, you know, I, I went and climbed this corporate ladder with Radio Shack. And um, it's crazy how people that come in your life uh, for a season in your life, like you're, you're always interviewing, whether you realize it or not. Like your, your leadership, that champion leadership is always on display, whether you realize it or not. There's always mm-hmm. people that are watching you. And so I didn't realize it at the time, but like every, every um, opportunity that I've ever had was just like, was a a segue from another opportunity. Right. So like um, I had a buddy from my Christian rap days that had uh, vouched for me to get a job at Radio Shack. And then when Radio Shack, I didn't want to do that anymore because obviously they were going bankrupt. I prayed about going into, because in Kentucky, you were underground coal miner if you didn't have a college degree. Yeah. So I was like, all right, Lord, I want to go into underground coal mines. Come to find out one of my customers who just, w- I just really went out of my way. Like, cause I'm really big on service, you know? And yeah. so um, really went on my way for, he and I hit it off. Like, like he's older guy, retired from the mines and he had computer problems. Yeah. 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 So long story short, he was like, which mines do you want to go work at? At that time I had it. I didn't have anybody vouching for me in the mines and, uh, like, cool. Like, cause it's hard to get a job in the coal mines, you know, okay. like every, every, every guy's trying to get a job at the, at this time. And he yeah. gave me an option, but he gave me an option because I, I went out of my way and helped him not thinking that I was ever going to get anything in return that he was going to give me an option one day to be a coal miner. Right. So like you're always interviewing whether you realize it or not. Right. Opportunities present themselves just by through your work, through your work ethic and how you display yourself. And so, um, so from there, we, uh, I became an underground coal miner. So I, I did that and, uh, really learned hard work and discipline. Oh, you talk imagine. about leadership, but yeah. like even, even those guys underground, I mean, like they were probably the roughest round the edges kind of guys that you could work with. There might've been one or two females and they were rough too, you know, yeah, <laughs> like everybody's <laughs> rough around the edges, bro. Yeah. Like, and we're men's men down there, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's a whole nother world. Literally it's underground. And so, um, you know, I can't really describe it other than it, it was rough, man. And it was, uh, and it was dark. And, and so through that, like, I really felt like my light wasn't shining enough, you know, like I felt like I was there to be a light to darkness and all these things. And, but then I'll back company corrupt a good character. And so we're talking about character, you know, our talent could take us to the top, but it's our character that keeps us there. And so like, I really started to get around, some of those guys are rough around the edges, you know, before you knew it, I, I was juicing up on steroids and, you know, I was big and bulky and really just thought I was the, the stuff, man, you know, yeah. and, and um, <laughs> it may, 
maybe I was in my prime and maybe, you know, but the reality is, is that I, I had a secret from my wife and, you know, like she was about ready to leave me and all this stuff, like, cause it was keeping us from being able to have a baby and we were trying to have our own baby. And, you know, and so finally, uh, I, you know, I, I fessed up and told her and uh, came clean about it. And then there was a period of my life that I just started coming clean about everything, man. And I think like, as you come clean and you really start making yourself open, authentic, vulnerable, all these things that you hear these influencers say, the reality is that stuff works. Like you really can yeah. cut through the noise and can really, it can really help you in your marriage or, or whatever walk of life that you're in, your business, you know, just being honest. Because I truly believe that the person that's clear within themselves, that has clarity and confidence is the one that is a leader that is successful in life. Um, when you have that moment of clarity, that, that conscious is clear, you have that confidence. And so, um, you know, my wife and I, we, we, uh, we reconcile, we, we work things out and we were sitting here, we were praying at a Cracker Barrel one day in Kentucky, you know, country's cornbread, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) we're praying and we're like, all right, Lord, like I'm ready to get out of the minds. Like that was the season of my life. Now it's time to get out. Cause it's just, I just can't do it anymore. And, um, as in the middle of that prayer, dude, somebody hits me up. One of my Radio Shack customers hits my wife up. I didn't have a Facebook page at the time. Cause again, that bad character and all this stuff, like I was mm-hmm. just trying to, I was just trying to focus on me, not everybody else. So I didn't have a Facebook page. And this dude hits my wife up. Like I'm looking for Jake when he worked at Radio Shack, I built this financial firm. I really think that he should come work with me. It's AIG American General Life Insurance. I know you have an insurance background too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, and um, so that's where I really got that burning desire for entrepreneurship and uh, for sales. And uh, it's really been the trajectory of my life. But see how it all just came together? It all yeah. reverts back to that Christian rap career, to everybody else that was coming my way, led me on that path, man, because you never know who's watching you. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I love it, man. So what, yeah, what, what are you doing today? Yeah. So, um, so taking everything that I learned, um, AIG American general, and, uh, I've packaged that up to doing telesales, selling insurance over the phone. We've been doing that for the last couple of years, working with contact centers and, um, you know, back, I was kind of sharing a little bit about, um, my wife and I were trying to have a baby. We had fertility challenges, you know, we did IVF. And so IVF worked the first time. So like I had to stop going to people's houses and knocking on doors and sitting down at their round tables at, their kitchen and traveling tri-state area just to sell a policy. Yeah. So, um, so basically I ended up just, uh, you know, learning how to do it over the phone so I wouldn't have to miss a doctor's appointment. Cause I, I realized everything that, that I'm trying to trying to do, I could do this over the phone. Like I could do a full sales cycle over the phone and get that policy submitted to underwriting and probably get a day one approval over the phone. Yeah. Like, you know, like all these things started clicking. Yeah. And so, um, so I, as a, one of the pioneers for final expense telesales, uh, ended up uh, building the call center. We built the call center in Kentucky. And, you know, in, you know I've, I've failed a lot more than I've succeeded. We closed down that call center <laughs> and, you know, we could dive into that. But yeah. through, that, through that journey, um, you know, we, uh, I wouldn't be in California today. This Kentucky kid, California dreaming had a not, you know, if I just gave up and said, screw the call center industry because I had to call it, close down my call center. You know, I said, well, I was going to ride out a one-year non-compete. What, what better to do than to sell the call center software? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
because because that's where all my contacts are. You know, it's like right. let me write out this one year not compete, and uh, the company moved us uh, the Woodland Woodland Hills, and we we got a place in Calabasas, and it's like you know now I'm in a position where I'm in front of people and mentioned David Melter, mentor of mine now, um, and then you know I've got countless mentors that that I wouldn't have had before if I just stayed stuck in uh, in my comfort zone or or really folded up to say you know what screw this call center industry, I, I quit, you know? And um, I really just believe in finding it, finding that what you're passionate about, your potential and really pursuing that potential is, uh, is everything, man. And, and the burning desire is undeniable. Like, you know, I have a burning desire to be successful. So we're, we're opening up virtual call centers upon virtual call centers now. And uh, a lot of call centers use my training uh, for final expense, how, how they sell everything that I've learned over the years. With me having paid the dummy tax and uh, yeah. have a system out there on Lightspeed VT with Brad Lee and them. And, uh, you know, just putting myself in that position to, to always learn and grow and network and work with other call centers and lead from lead generation, digital marketing, anybody driving calls and, and final expense, you know, that's, that's, uh, they know my name or I know I them it, or, or I want to know. Yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I love it. Great story, man. It's, uh, so powerful to hear people's stories and where they've been and where they come from. And so thank you for sharing that. What, um, what's, uh, who, who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted you along the way? Um, and more so than like who it is, but really what, what is it about them, the characteristics as leaders and maybe that have, that have even helped to tape and shape and mold who you are as a leader in your life? Yeah, man, that's, that's a great question. So I would say, uh, the great, the greatest uh, ones in my life have really helped me understand, like, I make a lot of excuses, you know, stop making excuses. Because, you know, when you have one finger pointed inwardly, you have one finger, but when you point it outwardly, you got three more pointed back at you. So I remember, like, I was playing baseball in high school, and I would make excuses for everything, right? I would say, well, I just got a new pair of glasses and the light was glaring on my eyes. So I missed that fly ball. And then you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but my coach was like, you know, that's just an excuse, boy. You know, like, I just thought, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just thought well, maybe, maybe he's, uh, you know, he, he didn't make it in the major leagues. He's just a jerk. <laughs> so, like, then I'm making excuses for his yeah. behavior. Then I'm, right. I'm like, I'm not really, you know, I'm young, but had I had somebody that young to tell me, look, you know, you better man up. You better, you better uh, really stop making excuses, take responsibility and, be around people that love you enough to tell you what you need to hear versus everything you want to hear. And so in every organization that, that even if I come in as a strategist or whatever, I look for those type of people in leadership. Um, and like, that's where, where I learned in the, in the last world was that traction, that book traction, yeah. having an accountability chart mm-hmm. and like where, where I'm at on that accountability chart and then where other leaders are too, so that we can hold each other accountable. Cause as the word says, iron sharpened iron is one man sharp as another, you know? Yeah, and right. so that's what, that's what a real champion leader I feel like does. Heck yeah. I love it, man. Thank you. What, um, what's a vision for you? Like where, where you want to go? Where do you want to be? What's, what's the path you're on? What's the impact you want to make? I think championship leadership. It's all about having a great vision, but also, you know, the courage to, to execute and follow that vision. So where, where are you headed? What's the impact you want to make? Let's say even in the near future five years from now yeah man 
five years from now, I want to, I want to have a cure for commission breath. Um, you know, nothing's worse than a desperate salesperson, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on this path, I'm on this, uh, this path, man, this mission, um, even through my podcast and just through my, my, what's the name of your podcast again? It's uh, all things telesales. So everybody want to check it out. It's all things telesales.com. Had the privilege of sitting down with really strong, a players, I guess you'd say celebrity entrepreneurs, stuff like that. And me really just generally learning and picking their brain. Like what can yeah. I take, what can I take away from this? You know, yeah, like right. if I could take it away, I know my audience can too. And so, um, so with that, you know, the, the mission is compassion before commission. That's the name of the mission. And so, you know, not that the commission check's not going to come, it's mm-hmm. going to come, but it's a yeah. byproduct of that word you said impact. Yeah. Because to me, impact equals revenue. So if you're making an impact, the revenue is going to come. It's going to be a byproduct. But to really just slow down, enjoy the journey. My daughter's three. Like in the next five years, maybe I cash out on one of my businesses that I have equity in. And she'll be in second or third grade by then. And I never have to miss anything. You know, like, yeah, I do that. And I'm okay with that. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm good with it either way. As long as I'm set forth on this mission of, cure and commission breath and really, and it's hard right now, right? Cause we're in the middle of a pandemic. And everybody's yeah. like worried, but worry is like a rocking chair. It keeps you busy, but it doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Just to help people really emotionally detach themselves from an outcome and really just enjoy the journey that they're on the learning experiences and all the pain that comes with it. And really just to focus on that purpose over pleasure and mm-hmm. really focus on, you know, the, just enjoying the journey, man. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful, man. I love it. The commission breath. That's good. I hadn't heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all been there though. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Me yeah too. Absolutely. I'm, I'm speaking from my experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what's, uh, you know, what's, what's like a critical moment or defining moment, kind of that fork in the road uh, for you where, you know, obviously you, you did make the, the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but, had you not, like you, you'd be a very different place in your life. We have all had those moments, probably many of them, but let's, there's oftentimes one or two that really kind of stick out. Uh, and I think it's powerful for others to be able to hear those because they're probably in a, a similar moment for themselves right now. And uh, it's good yeah, to hear yeah. other people and the courage that they've had to make those decisions in those moments to see how it's come out for them. So is there yeah. something that pops to your mind as I ask that question? Yeah, man. The first thing that comes to mind is, is something that happened recently this last couple of months to say like um, in February, I decided to take a company up on a severance package and um, I was like, okay, cool. So like I need to really focus on me and betting on myself. So I took the, the severance package. And then as the service money is running out, the same company that they gave me a service package said, Hey, won't you come back the day, the day that that last service hit my bank yeah. account. Right on April 15th. Really? Hit. And they were like, won't you come back as a VP of business development and we'll pay you X, Y, Z. And it's going to be this like really nice package. And I'm like, Oh man, like I need some guarantees right now. Like, yeah. You know, and especially like here we are in COVID and I'm yeah. got an opportunity like this, like, man, I never really need to take this. And I was really struggling with it. And then my wife and I, my wife was really pushing for me to do it too. Cause you know, she wants some guarantees and yeah, you know, I, yeah. totally, you know, but 
But something inside of me said, you know what? Real, like, practice what you preach, Jake. Bet on yourself, man. Yeah. Like, you don't need to take this. Like, yeah. you don't have to. Like, there's, there's something else out there. And because I said no, it gave me the opportunity to find my yes, you know? And so, man, I took, I took a really nice opportunity while I'm with the company as a chief growth officer through all of it. And as a result, we're also building our own insurance agency, virtual insurance agency. And we're, we're focusing, like the company's been around for a couple of years, but they haven't implemented like traction and these, these L10 meetings and stuff like that. And that gets me, that gets me fired up. You know, it's yeah. like really getting in there to implement and really building a culture. But had yeah. I said yes to the other thing, like I would have had an obligation to pursue that, you know? And, right. um, and, and it was my buddy that like, I really believe in like having fun and making friends and everything, you yeah. know? And um, so when I, when I say no, like I'm like saying no to a friend too, you know? Right. But, but, but I've, what I've learned is to say no. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, and no, that's, these, yes. That's difficult for a lot of people to say, you know, myself included. It's, you know, cause we, I think we genuinely inherently want to help people. And when we get asked to do something, we, we want to, we want to help people out or we want to say yes. But uh, you, you do that too many places, too many times. And uh, you know, you just stretch yourself thin and, yeah, you do. You have nothing left for yourself, right? Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. You got to make time for yourself, and if you have a family, you know they deserve time too. So yeah, yeah, big definitely, time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, what are some of the things that you you learn inside of? Let's go back to like the rapping days in the music business that that you use to help uh, you as a leader and what you're doing in your professional life today. Yeah, man, that's a great question. I appreciate that. So we we focus on like core values when we go to build out our, our infrastructure of organizations, you know? And so as an entrepreneur, you want to think about your core values. And, and, and I feel like from that journey, I really learned core values, right? I learned the compassion and that's the mission, right? I learned compassion before commission. I learned um, so much that now I'm able to implement in, uh, you know, in this uh, organization that I'm at now, that is a, uh, core value, by the way, compassion before commission, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes in life, when life gets hard, you got to go back to your values. And so, especially now, or if your business has gone belly up and you're like, man, what's next? Go back to your values. And so, um, that's where I've been really that this journey has led me back to those values, back to that root of our character takes us to our, our talent takes us to the top, but it's our character that keeps us there. Think about that for a minute, you know, think yeah. about the pillars of character and think about how that matches up with your integrity. Think about all that stuff. And then I think about all the mistakes that I made there in that journey and how not to like, and that's another core value is that we learn from mistakes. We learn from our own mistakes and we learn from the mistakes of others. So we don't repeat the mistakes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just, so really it just, Think about those values, man. Yeah, I love it. What, uh, what's, you know, talk about your faith and how, how big of a role that, that plays in, in your life and, and how you operate in, you know, yeah. in not just business, but all areas of life. Yeah, bro. Like um, Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, work at it for all your heart. As for working for the Lord and not for men. And so I actually painted that on my hard hat in the coal mines. Because that's, that's, yeah. that's what it is like. We all say, and I've been part of organizations that didn't have the same faith as me that have said, like, work to something bigger than yourself, right? 
Yeah. That's my version of working into something bigger than myself. That's why my work ethic and my grind is not the same grind as somebody else that's an employee, right? Like I'm an entrepreneur and I need to be in a role in which I'm treated as such, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or I need to go out and develop my own organization, right? And so that's, that's what separate. So an employee like clocks in, they, you know, they, they, they just, they have their set routine, their habits. And then like an entrepreneur has their high performance habits, right? They have this, you know, that Colossians 323 mindset that whatever they do, they work at it for all their heart as for working for the Lord and not for men, not to human masters, not to my boss. And so um, that, that right there, I mean, I think that pretty much says it all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. What, um, you know, as we start to wrap this up a little bit, one more question. If there's one or two things you could give to the listeners that uh, like if they're to implement it today into their life, um, it would help them move their life forward today. What, what would that be? One thing, if they, if they implement it in their life, I would be, I would say it is compassion before commission. I've said it a couple of times. Yeah, ago. absolutely. I would say, you know, focus on the journey. Um, stop focusing so much on the outcome. Yeah, we all have a desired outcome. Like hopping on this podcast today with you, Nate. I'm like leading up to it. I'm listening to it. I heard your intro with Joey Gack. Like I'm prepping myself, right? right. Still prep, still do pre-call preparation if you're in sales. Still, yeah. the more you show that you, that you know about somebody before you jam with them shows how much you care about that person, right? Mm-hmm. Like my question to you is how did that make you feel? That I, that I, that I listened, that I complimented you, right? Like it felt good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, so like, so then that goes in line with saying, still do the things that you know you ought to do, even when you don't feel like it, do it anyway. Yeah. And then, but also understand that through your service, losing yourself in the service of helping others through that service, like it's a difference between going to McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. Like if if, if you've experienced both, right. What's that customer experience? Like, think about it. Think about compassion before commission in a customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. Think about that customer's journey. When I go to Chick-fil-A and I say, thank you, what do they say? My pleasure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's my pleasure. Right. So um, if, if I go to McDonald's, they're like, oh, you know, you're not going to get it. It's my, like they have that. That's their culture at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. And, and so, so that's the difference between McDonald's and Chick-fil-A is that customer experience, that journey. Right. And so basically what I'm saying is, is think about compassion before commission as if you're the other person on the other end of the line or, or other person on the other end of the zoom or whatever. And what that experience is going to be like for them if you have emotionally detached yourself from an outcome, but also being mindful, you still have to have the end in mind and be prepared to handle that end. Like how right. do I close them? How do I handle the objections? Yeah. But all that um, to really focus on service, serve, don't sell if you're in sales yeah. and, and, and compassion before commission, because the commission is going to come, but don't, don't lose sight of it and, and forget the big word there, compassion. Uh, you know, follow you on, on social and all that. Yeah. Um, so you can go to jakelin.com, allthingstelesales.com. And uh, I'm big on LinkedIn. So definitely if you're on LinkedIn, connect with me there. Uh, you can find me in just jakelin.com. Perfect. 
I appreciate you being here today, man. And it's, it's been a pleasure to uh, get to know you a little bit better, spend some time with you and, and definitely hope to, to stay connected as well into the future. Thank you so yeah, much. Man. Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Yeah. Have a good day. How are you too, man? In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage. It's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want I said it, then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it Consider it If you need some inspiration, you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast Hey, Bailey Hey, babe.